When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working, and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality, and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Business success coach Shante Hawkins joins me today. She's the CEO of Emergence Success Solutions, the premier coaching company for entrepreneurs. Now, Shante's worked for Fortune 500 companies such as Goldman Sachs and Bank of New York, and she's helped them to build wealth in excess of $1 billion and attract high net worth clients. And today, she helps entrepreneurs create massive growth and success in their business, and today's going to share key business building systems that's going to add tens of thousands of dollars to your bottom line, success strategies to keep more of the money you make and remove financial fear so you can live in financial freedom. Sounds fantastic, can't wait. Clarity and action steps to achieve your business financial goals and much more. So let's welcome her to the show. Welcome, Shantae. Thank you, Anne-Marie. I'm excited to be here. Now, you've got a very impressive background and I'd love to just hear a little bit of your background because you were working for you know Fortune 500 companies such as Goldman Sachs, Bank of New York. So why did you decide to become a business success coach? You know, I think the, the truth and the short end of that is I ran into a few, you know, had a few layoffs and from a very little girl, you know, early on, I always wanted to own my own business. I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs and owning my own business was something I've just wanted to do since I was a kid. And I started out, went to college, got a great job starting out with Goldman Sachs and thought that corporate America was going to be my dream come true. And that dream of owning my own business still existed. And after one layoff, you know, well, after a couple of layoffs, I realized that my dream was really still to own my own business. And so what I've done now is taken all of the experience that I've learned in corporate America, working for Goldman Sachs, Bank of New York, and many other organizations, is I now use those same financial tools and resources to help small business owners and entrepreneurs create wealth and grow the bottom line. Because what I find with my clients as well as other business owners is that they're not watching the numbers. And we know that if you're not watching the numbers, you how do you really know what's going on in your business? Mm. That's so true, and, and I certainly want to spend a bit of time in, in talking about that. But firstly, I just want to say congratulations for sharing your story, but also for the inspiring and empowering message that you share, because I hear so many people who have been in a similar situation as yourself, finding themselves, unfortunately, without a job, but then stepping powerfully into, you know what, I've always wanted to have my own business and seeing that come to fruition, which can be really scary, can't it? Because there's a lot of unanswered questions a lot of things which is new to them so being able to really fulfill your dream is great 
Well, you know, Anne-Marie, there's the, um, a lot of individuals believe that a job is security and it's really truly a false sense of security, you know, because your destiny is essentially at the hands of those organizations. Now, I don't have any problems with corporations or organizations at all, but I just want, you know, the listeners to understand that that's really, it's a false sense of security in that, you know, a job will be there all the time and entrepreneurship really you get to create your destiny, your future, everything that you want is up to you. So I love it. I enjoy what I'm doing and I'm grateful for the experience and the knowledge that I gained in my corporate professional career because it's really what, it's what helps my clients and helps me serve them. Mm, Yeah, so true, so true. So thank you for sharing that inspiring message. Now you talk about money story and so we'll talk a little bit about what the money story is but also that our money story can affect our business profit. So firstly, what is money story for those of us who may not have heard that term before? Before, and then how can it affect our business profits? Awesome. So, you know, the money story is essentially how you grew up understanding, believing. It's basically the beliefs that you have about money and those beliefs, believe it or not, were programmed by the age of seven. And so depending on what the money story is that you heard when you were growing up, some of the terms that you that the listeners may be familiar with is, you know, money is the root of all evil, money doesn't grow on trees, and those types of things. So when you're hearing that as a child growing up, it then becomes a belief. You create certain beliefs based off of that, hearing that all the time. And so those beliefs then turn into the actions and the way you manage your personal business, I mean, your personal finances, as well as your business finances. So, for example, if you believe that, money is the root of all evil and that's only a portion of that statement that the full statement is the love of money but let's just go off of the money is the root of all evil portion of that statement if you believe that and you're trying to build a lucrative business and in the back of your mind you believe that money is the root of all evil a couple of things may be happening for you one you may not be charging as much for your charging what you really should be charging for your services So you're not making the money that you could in your business. And two is that you have a way of attracting money, but you also have a way of spending it because you believe that money is the root of all evil and you don't want to have anything to do with anything that's evil. So that's how it can really, how your money story can really tie in and affect your business profit. Yeah. And I love the way that you've mentioned that because that's something that I have found too with working with clients and in that really it's the story and the inner critic and all of those, the inner voice that continues to really impact how much money we can make but also get to keep. Now, I know for many of our listeners, this is a completely new concept. And so, you know, perhaps you can share a little bit of your work with clients. How can people identify their own money story? Is there a couple of steps that you can share that we can start to, I guess, look out for signs and things to just to let us know, hey, this is my money story. Now that I'm aware of it, how can I change it? But a lot of times it's the awareness that is so key. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, the first thing is really just because you may be at a point in your business where you're you're happy with your results. So maybe you're making pretty good money. But I think, you know, step one is going back and just 
identifying and understanding what you heard about money growing up. And so that awareness. So what did I hear? What did I, you know, how was money handled? What were the beliefs and the statements that were made around money? Was it, did you grow up in a situation where there was, where there seemed to be no money ever, or where there was a lot of money, but we never, we, we spent it a lot, or we have it on Friday and it's gone on Sunday. So once you know what that story is, so now you have the story. Now look at how is that story showing up in your personal and in your business life? Mm, I love so that. I say personal and business. But it's going to show up in the same way in both areas. And I'll give you an example, Anne-Marie, is with one of my clients, what I do with all my clients is I actually ask them, I'm a business coach, but I ask them to share their goals with me in all and four key areas of their life. Because I just want to know that what we do in your business is also going to be helping support or if there's, I don't want anything to be out of alignment, if that makes sense. So one of the things was I asked about the business and I asked about personal finances. And there was a pattern that showed up for me was that there was this, they didn't know, they wanted to find out, they wanted to get some clarity around how much debt they had. And then they wanted to get some clarity. Then they wanted to put some action steps in place to generate a certain amount of money in their business, but they currently didn't know how much money they were making right now. So they were trying to get a handle on their business finances and they were trying to get a handle on their personal finances. And when I looked at that information, I asked them, I said, do you recognize any patterns? And they didn't. And so I explained, I immediately went in and explained to them what I saw. And it was the not knowing in the business was still showing up in the personal. They didn't have a handle on what was happening personally. And that translates right over into their business because it's your reality. It's, you know, you're not two different people. You're not a. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that story because it's so true that sometimes we are so deeply entrenched in just the action steps that we take and just in in our story that we cannot see it unless we take a step back or someone actually reflects it back to us and says, hang on a minute, this is what's happening. And that can certainly be incredible eye-opener and an incredible, I guess, crossroads in that you can start to take different steps and, and different yeah. behavior because you mentioned before that the money story impacts our thoughts and our feelings, thoughts and our feelings, our behavior and the actions and our actions, our outcomes. And so right. that's really yeah. powerful. You know, Anne-Marie, I'll share a personal story here. You know, I you know, went to college and got all kinds of credit cards, then, <laughs> you know, bought everything, <laughs> charged them up. And, you know, after college and, you know, working professionally, I, you know, got to the point where I just really didn't want to look at my credit report, didn't want to know the credit score because I knew, you know, I was overextended, right? Yeah. And there was this whole, I mean, I walked around, I don't know how long, avoiding the credit score. I didn't want, you know, you go places and you apply for things and they have to pull your credit report. And that whole process just made me nervous, right? Made my st- <laughs> And finally, I decided that I was going to look at my credit score. Because what I realized was that it was holding me hostage to my future. I was allowing, even though I was, you know, not, I I was essentially walking around ignoring it, but I wasn't really ignoring it because it was holding me back. I was not facing it, but it was the reality I lived every day. And so once I stopped and looked at the credit score, which is I want the listeners to understand, once you stop and start looking at your business finances, whatever they are, 
it doesn't matter. It's just your starting point. That's not the end. So this is where you are today. Where do you want to be? And then you put some steps and actions in place so that you can achieve those goals. And so that's what I did. And it's turning that whole credit story around, which was understanding that X marks the spot. Here's where I am. This is not where I have to be. And it's not who I am. But it was just realizing that there was this limiting belief. There was this barrier that was basically keeping me from achieving what I really wanted to have in my life. Mm. Thank you for sharing that story. I think uh, stories and sharing of personal stories like that can certainly make an impact. So really appreciate that. Now, Shante, in the work that you do with your clients, what do you see is the number one mistake that will often sink a small business? You know, Amory, it's amazing to me how many business owners and clients that I've worked with that just simply don't look at the numbers. And not looking at the numbers is one of the things that, according to the Small Business Administration, is one of the top 10 reasons small businesses fail. And when I see that with my clients, I immediately, you know, begin the work of helping them set up a system so that they can begin to look at their numbers on a monthly basis because it really is the foundation to help you build that lucrative business that you want. You know, otherwise you're was on another podcast and one of the interviewer explained it as it's almost like building your business on quicksand. So mm-hmm. we don't want to do that. But that is the number one mistake that we think of a small business is not looking at the numbers. And one of the things I will mention is that Oftentimes, we believe that when we have a CPA or a tax professional that helps us at the end of the year, that they're responsible for looking at our numbers. And so we'll go all year without really looking at our numbers. And when you do that, if if you look at it during the year, you have an opportunity to make changes and shift what's happening in your business. But when you wait until January to get all of your expense stuff together for your taxes, it's too late to make any real changes. Mm-hmm. And you know, as you're talking about that, and I'd love to find out more in a moment what the financial management system should entail and what should be looking out for. But as you started to talk about that and that the number one mistake is not looking at the numbers, it almost it really ties back, doesn't it, to perhaps the money story or even the personal story that you have. Maybe we're not looking at the numbers because we're trying to avoid it or, you know, for some unknown reason. So that can really be a huge eye-opener for us as well. That, hey, why aren't we looking at our numbers? Yes, and sometimes it has to do with, you know, there's maybe guilt or shame or frustration around the, the numbers. But the thing that is that I would love for the listeners to understand is that It doesn't matter where those numbers are right now. When you become aware of where you are, when you know that, you know what, I'm at point A, this is not where I want to be, but I would like to be, you know, five steps ahead. So now you have an opportunity to create that step five for you or to create a system to get to step five or ask a coach or someone that a mentor to help you get to that next level. Because the, the big piece is facing it. You know, that which you are willing to face, you can change. If you don't face it, there's nothing you can do about it. Exactly, exactly. So let's talk a little bit more about the financial management system. I mean, what should it entail? What are some of the key things that ambitious entrepreneurs should be monitoring with their finances? Sure. You know, Emory, I would say the first thing is that, you know, have a budget that you set for the year a monthly budget. So if you have an in the budget is essentially most entrepreneurs, we set a goal, a financial goal. So take that financial goal 
break it down into monthly goals and look at your revenue, create a revenue goal and create an expense goal. So now that you have that goal, each month, you want to take the revenue and expense that have come into your business and measure them against what your budget is for that month and look at, you know, any shortfalls or any variances. And what happens is now you can make a change in the current month to if you had a shortfall, let's say in revenue. Well, now you have the opportunity to pick up that revenue in a current month or in a future month versus at the end of the year, if you haven't looked at it all year, you can't make it, there's, it's too late to do anything about it. So that at a very basic level, because this does not have to be a complex process, a complex system. It can be very, very simple. Mm-hmm. And that's when starting out with a client who hasn't done this yet or in the past, I try to keep it very, very simple for them. Because it doesn't have to be complex at yeah. all. Because as you were saying that, I know that some of the listeners and maybe even you who are listening today who has not yet gone and had a look at your monthly figures, your revenue, so the income coming in and the expenses, what you're paying out. It doesn't have to be hard. You don't need to be a CPA. You don't need to be a qualified accountant to do this, do you? And I think as a business owner, this is something that you should familiarize yourself with so that you do know and can understand what you're looking at when you're looking at your figures. Wouldn't you say that's important, Shantae? Yes, absolutely. And here's the one of the misconceptions as well as sometimes as business owners, we have a CPA or we maybe have a bookkeeper. Two things I want the listeners to understand is that your bookkeeper, if you have a bookkeeper, their job is to make sure that your receipts, your invoices, your bank statement, all those things are properly recorded in your, it may be a QuickBooks system or whatever accounting or financial management system that you may be using. Now, your accountant, your CPA, they're the one that helps make sure that your taxes are filed correctly. So if you have a bookkeeper who is managing your books for you on a monthly basis and then you have a CPA who's doing something for you once a year or maybe a couple times a year. So in between those two individuals, the business owner needs to make sure that they are reviewing what's happening in the business and making some strategic decisions about, huh, okay, I'm marketing. For example, I know entrepreneurs do a lot of marketing because that's part of our business. But you want to think about what the numbers will tell you is they will tell you right away if the marketing efforts that you have been putting in place, if they're paying off or if you should start doing something different. And that's the beauty of looking at it on a monthly basis, because when you look at it each month, you can see if those Facebook ads are paying off or if the networking events that you're attending are paying off. You know, that's what you get the opportunity to change and shift in the moment versus waiting until the next 12 months before you can do anything. Absolutely. Now, as you were sharing that, I recall a story where one of my colleagues, she was one of those people that didn't look at her numbers, and she did start to review and just to double check things. And you know, she was able to find a number of invoices that she had been overcharged for, that she'd had a conversation with, you know, a service provider and had come to an agreement. Yet, when they'd invoice, and of course, she didn't see it, her bookkeeper did, her bookkeeper wasn't aware of the, you know, reduced fee. Now, if an ambitious entrepreneur is not monitoring that, then you could be overpaying your suppliers and, you know, rather the the money be in your pocket than in theirs. So, that's a a great example of what you're just talking about. And that happens all the time with entrepreneurs and small business owners because 
we are wearing so many hats and we're doing so many things in our businesses on a daily, you know, weekly, monthly basis that we leave the numbers, unfortunately, as the last thing that we will do. And I just really encourage the listeners to put a date on your calendar. And it does not have, you know, to do this whole, this financial review process, it doesn't have to be an eight hour project. It doesn't have to be a two day project. It's literally two hours, three hours, just block off two or three hours and just designate that time. It may not take that much time. I just say block it off so that you can spend the time without booking any appointments, without any distractions and focus on what's happening in your business. Review what the bookkeepers have sent you because like you said in that story, there could be some errors and some oversight. And then look at what's the next step for you. Are you on track to achieve your goals? Are there some things that need to change? And that's, I mean, that really is the key to that whole process. Mm. And I know you talked before about, you know, the different elements that we're doing in our business, such as marketing, spending time with our clients and so forth, which is all very important. And you've now talked about the financial management system and having a structure in place that enables you to every month continue to check and just review things. Once the system is set up and it's working and it's ticking over really nicely, Shantae, how much time do you recommend that ambitious entrepreneurs should spend doing this review process every month? You know, I would say you should spend at least, I would block off on the calendar at least two hours. Mm -hmm. Only because that allows you to really look at the current month, look at where you're going for the rest of the year, and also start thinking about Okay, you can look at, well, if I'm not hitting my revenue goals, is it time to increase my fees? Is it time for me to maybe negotiate with some vendors or some service providers? And so when you block off that two hours, you can use that two hours to get on the phone to negotiate a different price or look into maybe other opportunities. But anywhere from two to three hours, and that's just on a monthly basis, that's not every week. And I would say do that within the first three to five days of the next month. So like now we just closed January. So by tomorrow at the latest for me, this is my process because I want to do it early enough in the month so that I can make changes in the current month to pick up or to make any of those changes in revenue or make any of those expense changes as quickly as possible. I don't want to wait till the 15th or the 20th because now the next month is almost gone and now I've lost that bit of a you know opportunity as well yeah I just love the way that you've set out the simple structure and how important it is because let's face it, we could be generating a lot of income and I've seen this happen. Businesses think, wow, you know, we've increased our income, but they haven't looked at their expenses and they don't realize that as fast as it's coming in, it's going back out again because they're overpaying their suppliers, you know, and it's just, so you really do need to measure both ends, what's coming in and of course what's going out. So it's a great reminder. It's so scary. It's so scary. When, when I see that happening with business owners is they're generating, I mean, you know, six figures in revenue every year, but they're paying out so much. And that I think what happens is they're so busy working in the business is that the whole key element, this whole key financial management system, they're moving so fast. It's just they haven't had a chance to stop and even think about implementing it or how to even implement it. And so that's why I try to help entrepreneurs and business owners understand it does not 
have to be complex. It can be so basic and so simple. You just need to get started, build your confidence, get a date set on your calendar and commit to doing it every month. And it's just once you start doing it now, you can see in the moment when I can, when should I increase my rate? Am I charging enough to even cover my expenses? Yeah. (laughs) Important. And something else that we didn't mention, and I know many ambitious entrepreneurs can get themselves stuck if they don't allow for this, is taxes. If you need to pay taxes, you know, once a year or however you've set that up, I'm not sure how it works in the US. But if you don't budget for that and you've had a fantastic 12 months, your CPA, when he does your taxes, hands you a bill. Well, this is what you owe the tax office is what we call it here in Australia. It's like, oh, my goodness, I had no idea. And you need to be tracking that, don't you? Yes, you do. I mean, all of those things, I'll give an example. Even if you are, uh, you know, have a personal development budget or line item, I like to say a line item or training or professional development, you want to budget that on a monthly basis. Because even if you, maybe you're not sure which conferences or if you're going to buy a particular product or home study course from someone, if you have it in your budget, when it comes up, you already have the money in place for it. So there's not a surprise. The same thing with the taxes that you mentioned. You just want to budget that each month so when the bill does come, you're not you know, blindsided by it and then having to dig into your personal finances to cover it. Yeah, so very, very important. Now, in a moment, we're going to share with listeners how they can continue to learn from you and connect with you. But uh, you have a, a free gift that you would like to give people. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that free gift? Yes, I would love to. I have a 60-minute audio gift that I would love for the listeners to download and have. It is called The Five Critical Keys to Emerge and Create Breakthrough Results in Your Life and Business. And so, In this audio, I go through and I talk about what the benefits are of having an action plan and how having an action plan can accelerate your results. I talk about mindset and get get further into it than we've shared here, obviously. But because you can get into that and it can take a long time, but I do talk about that a little bit more in that audio. But I also talk about how to build a team, how to leverage your time with the team. So there's a lot of five different areas that I share on that audio. I talk about systems, mindset, action plan, measuring your results, and team. And those are all critical keys to building a sustainable, successful business. So I'd love for the listeners to have that. Wonderful. Now, for those of you who are listening, streaming from our website, if you look up, you'll see links and further resources that we spoke about today. We'll put the link there. For those of you who are listening to our iTunes channel and if you've subscribed, pop across and find today's interview. And it's called How to Create Massive Growth and Success in Your Business with Sean. Hawkins, and then you can click through and get that link. And of course, while you're there, we want to hear from you. What are the aha moments? What are you going to start implementing in your business today after listening to Shantae's wisdom? Leave a comment. And of course, if you know of any other ambitious entrepreneurs who really uh, need to hear this, we so appreciate you liking it and sharing it with them. And I know that they will too. So go ahead and do that. All of the links to share and like are down below the, the show blurb. So we appreciate you doing that. Now, how can listeners continue to learn and connect with you, Shantae? Yes, awesome. They can connect with me on my website, which is emergentsuccess.com. 
And I know we'll also probably post that link as well for the listeners as well. But they can connect with me on my website. And from my website, they can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Fabulous. I would love for them to come drop by the Facebook page, Twitter, or LinkedIn and just say, hey, I heard you on the Ambitious Entrepreneur podcast and just share their ahas with me too. I'd love to know. Fantastic. And we can also put all of those contact details there on the show page too. Look, Shantae, it was fabulous to catch up with you. I think this is a topic that, as you mentioned, entrepreneurs don't really spend a lot of time or as much time as they should. So if you're listening today and you have not yet taken a proactive stance to really look at your numbers, to measure them, to continue monitoring them, then this is an incredible call for you and let this be the moment that you make that change connect with Shantae grab her audio and of course start to put that date in your calendar as Shantae has been saying because you will find that it will impact the bottom line of your business thanks again for coming on the show Shantae thank you Anne-Marie it's been amazing I'd love to come back Hi, this is Anne-Marie with today's inspirational quote and it's another tweetable. Knowing is not enough, we must apply. Willing is not enough, we must do. And it's by Johann Wolfgang von Gogh. And it's so appropriate after hearing Shantae's message where we need to be more accountable for measuring the figures and the finances in our business. So we heard Shantae speak about it today. Knowing is not enough, we need to take action. So if you're not already taking a proactive stance in your business to understanding what your figures say, if you don't have a monthly budget for your income and for your expenses and if you don't track those monthly income and expenses figures then just like Shantae said put a date in your calendar to start doing it and whether that be reaching out to your bookkeeper next time he or she comes to your office and say hey I need to spend some time with you next time you're here so that you can show me the up-to-date figures and help me understand what I'm looking at. Remember this is your business you need to take a proactive stance and an interest in your financial future and you can do that by having a clear financial management system in place and ensuring that you monitor that on a weekly and of course a monthly basis so that you know that you are on the right track. Hope that was helpful for you. If you like today's show and you know of some other ambitious entrepreneurs who can benefit from the message that Shantae shared, please go ahead and like and share it with them. Send them an email and let them know about today's show. I'm sure they will appreciate it. And of course, I will as well. Till next time, stay brilliant, stay inspired and have an amazing week. This is Anne-Marie. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs, both nationally and internationally? I invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com. That's beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.